Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. So glad you're tuned in to Calvary Live today. My name is Jeff Figs. I'm your host for the next hour, and I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado here with you on this this beautiful December day and love to talk with you. So you just heard the call-in number, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. You can ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living or how do we have, you know, how do we react or what's our biblical worldview for the things that we see going on around us. So I'd love to talk to you and encourage you and, and be a help to you in any way that I can. So 303-690-3000, grab one of those open lines and love to talk to you. Grab one of those open lines early because sometimes they fill up and I always feel bad at the end of the show when we haven't gotten to all the callers. So call in right now while all lines are open at 303-690-3000. There's a way for you to ask the question or a prayer request. And we also take prayer requests. You can call in for that prayer request or text it in in your questions. The text number is 720-336-0897. I always say be safe when you are texting. And then it is for texting only, that number I just gave to you, 720-336-0897. And to remind you very quickly, that is a 24-7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime, uh, day or night. And the prayer team from Calvary Church in Aurora will be looking at that and praying for you. And I think that's just a wonderful resource to have. So 720-336-0897. But during this hour... We will take those prayer requests and be praying for you as time permits. But I'd love to talk to you. This really is the heart of the show. And if you're listening on Grace FM, I pray that you're doing well. You're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon as the sun is heading down. The days are short. The sun sets early. Here it is, 4 o'clock. And, uh, but, you know, after a couple of weeks, the days are going to start getting longer. And speaking of a couple of weeks, we're only a couple of weeks from Christmas Eve and about two and a half weeks, two weeks from this Friday. And so I just want to keep encouraging you this Christmas season because the Christmas season is a wonderful time of the year for us as Christians, but also even as Christians, it can be a difficult time as well for those who perhaps are going through just difficulty or isolation or perhaps uh, just has gone through loss, uh, whatever the case may be. We're here to pray for you and encourage you in any way that we can, and to to just um, be uh, one that points you to the Scriptures, to the comfort of the Lord, and uh, to pray with you, answer your questions, please give me a call. All open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. For the call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. Love for you to get a hold of me today's show. It's only an hour long, this program, and it goes by very quickly. And let's just encourage each other in the Lord. Let's let's be a blessing for one another. 
So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. also want to welcome all those who are listening on another radio network, perhaps Hope FM or Truth FM on the East Coast, or perhaps Radio Bike Race. i uh, love to just uh, have you guys call me. Radio Bike Race has joined the Calvary Live family in the, in the last few months. And so grateful for you guys that are listening. We get calls from all over the South and really throughout the country. And I also want to welcome all you who are listening online. You're listening live as well. If you're listening on the Grace FM app on your mobile device or perhaps on the computer, the Grace FM website, give me a call anywhere in the country. That number, 303-690-3000, will work. And I do want to remind you, those of you who are listening on another Christian radio network, uh, Truth FM, Hope FM, a Radio by Grace. I know there's some others as well that you are a week delayed. So what that means is you get to call in, we'll have our conversation live, and then uh, your radio station will broadcast uh, today's program next week. So it's a week delayed, uh, but you get to listen to it, and you get to uh, kind of um, hear yourself talking on the radio. So all open lines right now. Love for you to call 303-690-3000 is the number to call. If you got a question about the Bible or Christian living, please call me. Text line is 720-336-0897. I want to read to you from Psalm 28, the Psalm of David, that he writes that the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I praise him. You know, most every day I try to read part of a psalm because I love the psalms. The psalms bring comfort to me. They encourage me. I love reading the psalms, particularly of David, because he was a man after God's own heart. And uh, I hope that encourages you to know that the Lord is our strength, and we can trust in him, and our heart is greatly rejoices. And with the song, we praise him, and this is the time of the year we are to praise him, to worship him, to to just be blessed uh, by the Lord. And it's a season where we remember that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, that's a verse that sometimes we just kind of blurt out, and, and I hope that it doesn't lose its meaning for us. Uh, that God would care about us, that he would send his son. And that's what's so magnificent about the Christmas story. It's one of the greatest salvation stories that we get to proclaim during the year, that God in the person of Jesus Christ in that little manger in the babe of Jesus came to this world to give us hope, a promise that was given from the very beginning in Genesis chapter you know, 3, when man sinned, and sin and death came into the world. But then the last Adam, Jesus Christ, came, and he came to give us life and hope and a living hope through his death and burial and resurrection. So a couple open lines. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's go to the Word of God. Let's encourage one another. Let's go to Michael from Memphis, who's on line one. Hey, Michael. Yes, how you doing? Good. Welcome to the program. Yes, uh, my name is Michael, and I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I work at Walgreens, and I've been having a rough year this year. Mm. I'm sorry. I was in a program 
for drugs and alcohol, and I just completed it. But even after completing it, I still feel there's something missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, let me ask you, Michael, because, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you completed that. But, I, you know, listening to the, the radio and this station, I assume that you're a believer, but I, I don't want to just assume that you are. Do you, do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. I found it. I found it last night when I was driving home from work, Good. and I was so glad to find it, to find this station. Yeah. And I want to listen and, to this station and get the hope that I need to make yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, I want to encourage you because it can be a difficult time, you know, this time of the year or when you come out of, you know, just a hard season that you've been through. Uh, the Lord's working in your life, and and even Christians can feel down and discouraged and depressed and lonely and all these things. And I just want to pray for you, and I want to give you some encouragement, some practical things to do, Michael. And that is that you keep listening to the Word of God on on the radio station that you're listening on, and you also find a good church that teaches the Word of God. Be in fellowship with other believers. I've really been pressing that. Maybe you're doing that. Um, but uh, it's so important for us to have that fellowship with other believers because it's, it's hard out there. It's rough out there. And to grow in the Word of God and to be having devotions every day, reading your Bible. And, Michael, you might be thinking, yeah, I've been told that before or, or whatever. But really it is the key to just moving forward and to, you know, be thankful in your heart for God's salvation, Him working in your life, depending on Him to keep you free from the drugs and anything else that's going to bring you down. And and I believe that the Lord's just going to continue to bring comfort to you, and He's going to help you as you do those things and keeping his, your eyes on Him and just staying close to Him and being in fellowship with the brethren. So, Father, I pray for Michael. I just pray that you would, Lord, just be with him. Even the psalm that we just read, that the Lord is my strength and my shield, and trusting in him, I am helped, and my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise him. And, Lord, I just pray that for Michael, that as he's come out of you know, a program, that he would stay free from drugs, from anything, alcohol, anything that would bring him down. Help him to, Lord, grow in your word, to grow in your love, grow in your grace, and, Lord, that he would perceive your presence. I also pray for Michael that he would find fellowship with the brethren, and, Lord, that um, a good church where he can grow in the word and be in fellowship and be encouraged in every way. And, Lord, I also just ask that you would just bless him and his needs and provide for him. And, Lord, um, just work in his heart. You know exactly what he's going through and how he's feeling. And, Lord, you care about Michael, and that, Lord, that you would help him as he looks to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much for praying for me. You bet, Michael. And you call any time if you need prayer. Yes, sir. You have a great day. Okay, you too, Michael. Yes, sir. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. We got all... Open lines and 720-336-0897 is the text line. One of the things is if you've been hearing me host the show, 
that I really want to encourage all of you in. And, and, you know, Paul would say to the believers, for me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Peter said that I will not be negligent to remind you of the same things, though you be established in them. But I just want to emphasize once again how important it is for us to be in fellowship. And I think that this whole pandemic that we've gone through, that we've really realized how important it is for us to be in fellowship with others. And I understand that people have to be careful or some, you know, still um, are, you know, wanting to be careful with the the, uh, COVID. Um, But a lot of us that for a while we were isolated or how challenging it is. But as much as you can to just keep taking in the word, at least, you know, online and, and, you know, you can listen to the Bible studies, but also have some fellowship, what I believe is very uh, important and should be a priority for believers um, to go to a church, to be encouraged, to be blessed, to be a part of fellowship, a church that is committed to teaching the word of God, a church that's going to help you grow to be in, you know, a group of uh, you men, uh, men study where you can grow, uh, ladies, a lady study where you can grow and get to know some brothers and sisters in the Lord that will pray for you and encourage you. It's just really, really important that we do that in the day in which we're in, because one of the things that the enemy wants to do is try to isolate you in any way and every way that he can. And I know for some, that there's some may be listening that you're shut in or you really have to be careful, you know, in, in getting out and being around crowds. And, but, you know, stay in tune, stay listening to the Word of God, Christian radio, reading your Bibles and those things that will help you. Hey, we got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And I just pray that you'd be willing to call right now. And then the text line, uh, is 720-336-0897. So give me a call. love to talk to you. Let's go to the text line while we're waiting. Um, there is, um, as we go through it, a prayer request. Uh, please pray for my daughter, Amanda. Um, and she has a surgery. Um, and um, she has had a surgery. And that... Um, it's not healing. So, Father, I just pray for Amanda. I just pray for this prayer request that you would just minister to her, that you would bring healing to her. She's had surgery. But, Lord, I just pray that you bring that healing that um, that she needs. Lord, you know what's going on. You touch her body, bring healing and strength. And, Lord, and uh, we're the ones that we know that we can come to you during this time and that you would bless and that you would heal. In Jesus' name understand. Another one that asked the question that will anyone die during the millennium reign? And that's a good question. And that gets asked uh, every so often. Uh, And the indication is, is that there will be death in the millennium reign. It will be unusual. But I want to read to you from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah has, at the end of his book, he mentions in chapter 65, I believe, he talks about uh, in the millennium reign. And I'll pull it up here and read it to you. Isaiah chapter 65, which talks a lot about the millennium reign. uh, talks about the day of the Lord, uh, those prophecies. Uh, But in chapter 65, No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor a man who has not fulfilled his days. 
for the child shall die 100 years old, but the sinner shall be 100 years old, shall be a, a curse. He goes on. So he's talking about giving indication that uh, there will be um, a dying in the millennium reign. We also know that at the end of the millennium reign that Satan's going to be let out, and um, and then there will be judgment coming to those um, that, you know, turn with Satan in that that final rebellion against the Lord is he will speak and put down that rebellion. So there will be death, but it will be very, very unusual. So good question. Uh, the millennium reign is something. Just want to remind you that I believe the Bible teaches there will be a millennium reign. Uh, one of the things that uh, seems to be a little bit of a growing trend in the church today and being taught even in evangelical churches is all millenniumism. Uh, that is, all means no no millennium reign uh, of Christ. There are some that have uh, told me that they have heard that we're in the millennium reign. We are not in the millennium reign. If this is the millennium reign, I'm awfully disappointed, but we're not in the millennium reign. There will be a thousand-year reign of Christ. And to say that there isn't a thousand-year reign of Christ means you have to dismiss many verses throughout the Scriptures, Old Testament, hundreds of verses, some even whole chapters uh, that speak of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ uh, that's going to come and rule and reign. So, And that's one of the things that when Jesus came in the first coming, that they were looking. They were looking for the reigning Messiah. And when he would ascend up into heaven, they said, are you going to restore the kingdom? Are you, know, you going to come and rule and reign? They were looking for the kingdom of God to come. We see that in Luke's gospel. When Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem there, uh, that would lead to to Palm Sunday or the triumphal entry of Jesus. Hey, we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. Call for a question or a prayer request or text me a question or a prayer request. And I'd uh, love to talk to you and uh, talk about the things that the Lord encourage you. Go to the scriptures in any way that we can to help you. Let's go to Joe in Lakewood. Joe? Yeah. Hello. You're on you're on Calvary Live. All right. Um hi. Um I just I had a quick question. Um so I was listening to something um uh another program on here um by uh Cheryl Borderson and she's uh-huh. talking about the holy pause and stuff and <clears throat> she also mentioned something about like uh circumcision and and the Bible and stuff. Um I was just wondering if you could maybe speak more on that. Well, it's hard uh, to as a to way speak. for me to get a deeper understanding of it. Yeah, I I don't know what is meant by the holy pause. I I don't know the teaching. I didn't listen to the teaching, so I really can't uh-huh. comment on that because I've never heard of the holy pause. Circumcision, of course, is uh, a covenant that God made with Abraham back in the book of Genesis, and He told Abraham and his descendants that they should cut away the flesh, the foreskin. Uh, on the eighth day, and that they would be marked to indicate that they uh, were, uh, you know, they belonged to, um, you know, the descendants of Abraham. They were God's people. So it was an outward sign of God's people. It, it was, you know, a covenant people. Now, here's the thing about circumcision, that as you go through the Old Testament, they were to circumcise the cutting away of the flesh, the foreskin, but it was also to mark 
what was happening inside their hearts, that they were a people of faith. But what happened was over time, it just became a religious ritual. And as you go through, particularly, I think of Jeremiah, Jeremiah talks about during that time when they were worshiping idols, physically they were circumcised, but he says you need to circumcise the foreskin of your heart. And all that was to be, it was to be an outward sign of an inward belief. Um, That's what it was to be about. And they thought just because they did the act of circumcision, physically removing the foreskin, they automatically, they were uh, God's covenant people. They, In other words, that um, they had earned salvation. It's interesting that when you go to the Gospels, John the Baptist, um, that we know that John the Baptist rebuked the religious leaders uh, because he said, quit thinking that God owes you a favor. God can raise up you know, uh, Abraham's children from these very stones. And then Paul goes on to write about, for example, in the book of Philippians, he, he, because what they were doing is saying that the Christians had to be circumcised in order to gain salvation. So you read the book of Galatians. Paul says being circumcised is not going to save you. There's no deeds of the law that will save you. It's by faith in Jesus Christ alone. So you got the book of Galatians that write you know uh and explains that to us that by faith alone we are saved and you see what was happening in the early church is is that the judaizers that's what they're called those who were uh jewish believers were telling the gentile believers that you have to be circumcised if you don't get circumcised you're not saved and paul he makes the case in galatians and in romans that those who are true descendants of abraham are those of faith, and that circumcision will not save you. Um, and so that's kind of what we see with circumcision in the Scriptures. Okay. Um, so just to reiterate a little bit, um, you're saying that it's, uh, it's like kind of like a symbolism for how uh, you're supposed to circumcise your heart or whatever, right? Like, yeah. uh, or, or like a metaphor, right? So it's, it's not just one act there's like a deeper meaning i guess behind right. it you know like so many of the stories the biblical stories have like symbolism and, and you know they refer to something else you know they have a deeper meaning so yeah there that, was that a, actually uh yeah yeah there was a purpose behind all of that and it wasn't just right. it's like the sacrifices the sacrifices what happened was is you brought a sin sacrifice that you brought it to the priest the priest would sacrifice that lamb it was a very powerful picture of what sin does, that it brings death. And it was to be a reminder to the worshiper that because of sin, this animal died, you know, in your place. And it pointed to Jesus, who became our sin sacrifice. But what happened is, over time, you just kind of go through the motions. It's like the feast. It's like the celebrations, you know, the, the ceremonial laws. There was a reason behind that, circumcision, to to show that they were people that believed in their hearts of the Lord, and and that's what the, it was, not just to go through religious activity. And it's true today. It might be baptism. You know, baptism is an important ordinance that is given to us in the Scriptures. It, it doesn't bring salvation, but it declares that we are saved. 
And when the person goes out into the waters, as Romans chapter 6 says, that we identify with Christ going under the water, that the old man, the old woman is buried coming out of the water, that we identify with Christ in this newness of life. And, and so it's more than just getting wet. It's, it's, you know, identify with Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. I'm making that public declaration. So there's always a purpose behind it and, and the heart that goes with it that, Lord, that I'm taking of communion. We take a communion to remember what he did, not just going through the motions all the time. When we worship, all those things is that, and that's why the Lord was saying in Jeremiah that you guys need to circumcise your heart. You don't have a heart for me. And and um, and that's what circumcision in the Old Testament was to declare, an outward symbol of an inward belief in the Lord and love for the Lord. So, yeah, you're on the right track, Joe. Okay. Uh, I absolutely I appreciate it. Uh, that definitely uh, gave me some more to think about or, you know, you know look into a little bit. Of, yeah, and yeah? and here's here's the thing I always tell people. The one thing that the Lord wants from you is your heart, your devotion, you know, more than anything. Um, and as whatever we do for the Lord, we do it because of our love for him, our belief in him. Whether it's baptism, we take of communion, whether we go to church and sing, you know, it's because our hearts have been circumcised and because we're a new creation in Christ. And, and it's wonderful to enjoy the Lord and walk with him and to know him, and and we do it for him, and because he is such a wonderful God, and, and that's what I pray that all of us discover in whatever we do for the Lord and serving the Lord. We don't just serve the Lord because of duty. We serve the Lord because of devotion to him, and we don't do certain things. It isn't that I have to do this. It's I get to do this, and I want to do that uh, for the Lord. So anyhow, Hopefully that that gives you something to just think about, and uh, it's a good question though that you're asking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet, Joe. I thank you for calling. God bless you. You as well. Have a, a good yeah. upcoming holiday and everything. You too. Yeah, it's coming on as quick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I, Joe. Uh, thank you. Well, Call back yeah. anytime. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. You know, it's about relationship, isn't it? It's about relationship with the Lord, um, and, and and not about religion. And and you know, great is the day when we make that our own. You know, it's good to be baptized. It's good to take a communion. It, it's good to, you know, serve the Lord. Um, but we do it because we are believers. Because we want to do it. Because of devotion to Him and and desiring to walk in obedience to Him. So. You know, um, circumcision was to be an outward sign of an inward belief. But what oh, happened over time is they just went through the motions and they thought, well, you know, cut the foreskin, you know, and I'm automatically, you know, um, got a ticket to heaven and stuff. And for us as Christians, it isn't in what we do, it's what he did. Um, and as we just respond in love, you know, we're going to respond in obedience to him and what he, how he desires for us to live for him and walk with him and, and to enjoy him. And, you know, for me, I read my Bible because I want to read my Bible because I want to know him and, and I want to draw close to him. I worship the Lord because I want to worship the Lord. And I know I don't do these things perfectly. 
You know, I take a communion because, oh, we get to remember him and come to the communion table. I think it's so important for the believer. You know, I baptized a lot of people this summer. We had, you know, uh, I I think I baptized um, 50, 60 people this summer, you know, just some baptisms. And it was such a joyous occasion, people identifying with the Lord. And it was such a joyous time. And, And those who watched in a life of a believer and just doing it in obedience to the Lord. But uh, that's why we do it, because of our devotion to Him, because we have relationship with Him. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. Give me a call. We got an open line, and then we'll go to Bobby uh, after the break. But 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Give me a call. We got a couple open lines. You hear the music. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I'm so grateful that you have joined Calvary Live. You just heard those two numbers. You can be a part of the show, the call-in number and the text line. And so I invite you to get a hold of us. We got a couple open lines at 303-690-3000. For you to call and ask your questions and give your prayer requests and then the text line that was given to you as well. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, hosting on this Tuesday afternoon. Pray you're doing well. I want to welcome all you listening live on Grace FM or online. Uh, and then uh, those of you who have joined in as well on Radio by Grace or Truth FM, Hope FM. I know there's some other radio uh, stations that have picked up Calvary Live Always so blessed to be a part of your life and uh, for you to call in as well. And let's have our conversation just to remind you that on those radio stations, Grace and Truth or Truth and Hope FM, a radio by Grace, um, that you are a week delayed. So give me a call. A couple open lines, 303-690-3000. I want to thank Bobby for, for waiting. Bobby, on line two Hello? from Baltimore. Hi, Bobby. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for holding. Hi, how are you? I am good. Go ahead. Good. I just, uh, I uh, listened to you. Uh, sometimes, you know, I listen to you and then I listen to other people, you know, other people talking, uh, like mm-hmm. Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. David Jeremiah, Mark McCormick, uh, uh Pastor Jack Hibbs, I listen to John McCormick, listen to a lot mm-hmm. of them on the radio, and you're one of them, so it's a blessing. Okay. You know, uh-huh. We get to hear different uh, people talk or prayers and such, such as, yeah. you know, and this is only glorifying God. This is, yeah, has nothing absolutely. to do with the devil, you know, because, you know, you, you turn on your radio and that's all you hear. You hear music that's just garbage. I, I yeah, listen absolutely. to type of music and i i thank god daily for everything he's done for me for i mean yeah mm-hmm. you you just can't i can't even um, you know i can't even imagine doing the things that i am doing today when i was you yeah. know, 30 years old because i was yeah. you know yeah way absolutely god, god yeah bobby so thank you 
I'm glad that you're being blessed and that you're listening and growing in the word. Can we pray for you? Do you did you have a question or anything that we can help yes, you with? I, I I I do have okay. I, uh, at my work, I do a lot of uh, work with animals, and it, it's been amazing how God has used me there. Uh, I do everything. I, I've been I've been teaching a pastor. Uh, uh, she's a lady. She's seventy two years old. She got a kidney transplant uh, mm. at seventy one years old. I'm Palm Sunday. How about that one? Wow. And I'm wow. teaching her to play the guitar. How about okay. that one? Yeah, and absolutely. And I'm going to play no, no other music but gospel. Thank yeah, God absolutely. for that. Yeah, and absolutely. And it's a blessing. And my, 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 my prayer is to, to for, that I would, you know, that I'm seeking because mm-hmm. I've, God's opened so many, you yeah. know, so many windows that I didn't even know they were there, and yeah. well, and I can find myself sometimes, you know, wanting to be like, yeah. uh, you know, Elijah mm-hmm. was blessed beyond imagination. We know that. Yeah. Come on, yeah. And up. you know what? And the scripture says, you know, Bobby, that he opens doors that no man shuts, and he shuts doors that no man opens, and that's. What he does as a Christian, just to let him work, you know, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And that's really what you're describing. And so, Father, we do give thanks. You know, Bobby's just thankful. He's just amazed how you are using him and the doors you opened up and you continue to do that. And I just pray that you would just guide him and lead him, especially in this Christmas season, <clears throat> that he's teaching this lady guitar um, that had a kidney transplant. I pray that you would just use him to speak the gospel, to be an encouragement to others. Lord, that you would um, just uh, continue to excite his heart and and looking to you and growing in your word as he listens to Bible teachings. And Lord, just work in his life in the way that you are. I thank you that he called. Just keep growing him, using him. And all glory, of course, goes to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, Bobby, amen. thanks for calling. You have a blessed Christmas, okay? You too. Take care now. Oh. God bless you, all your family, all your friends, everybody Thank that you, you preach to at your churches. Amen. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Appreciate it. 303-690-3000, call in number. I know we have at least one open line. Text number is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Chris in Denver. Chris? Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. Welcome to Calvary Live. Well, thank you. My my question is, um, well, I was handed a, a piece of literature, you know, and I just wanted some biblical counsel on what's truth and what is not truth. Um, mm. it, the literature I got was breaking curses and casting out generational spirits, you know, yeah. and it's um, and, uh, generational spirits of pride, lust, perversion, rebellion, and generational spirits that came into uh, me— during conception, and the womb, and the birth canal, and the umbilical cord, you know, and casting out those things, um, you know, curses, um, spoken curses uh, over their lives, and and ancestral and hereditary uh, curses that, um, you know, uh, come into their life, you know, uh, casting those things out. um, So somebody handed you this? Huh? Somebody handed you this information? This, yes, 
you know, and it's, you know, that's in there saying that, you know, that you can just uh, speak these and uh, break those curses in Jesus' name. You know, um, I know that Jesus is powerful, and but as far as the curses being you know, uh, in the the womb and the umbilical cord yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. I haven't you read know anything I, like that in the Bible. Yeah, Chris, what I would do is take what you got and wad it up and throw it in the trash because that's where it belongs. Um, okay. You know, th- there are those who really push the general generational curses. I mean, this is really in depth that it happens in the womb. <laughs> You know what is interesting? You can read John chapter 9, and there was a man that was born blind. And as Jesus passed by, as you read at the beginning of the chapter, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus said, neither. Neither. And here's the thing about generational curses, that Jesus came to take the curse away. Now, what our parents did or grandparents did, you know, it does have an effect on us, you know, in our life, being raised up in a home um, where there's carnality and sin, of course. But when we come to Christ, it breaks that curse. And the and there are some who say, well, you got generational curse. If your father or grandfather was, you know, um, alcoholic, you're going to be an alcoholic. Um, if, you know, whatever— right. Uh, you know, these things, and where they get that from, and they get it from the Ten Commandments um, from the book of Exodus. Let me read you when the Ten Commandments were given, um, and let me pull it up so I read it right, that um, he goes on to say that you shall not bow down to an idol, for I'm a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, mm-hmm. but showing okay. mercy to thousands and those who love me to keep my commandments. So what those with generational curses say, see, God is a jealous God. He visits the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the you know children's children to the fourth generation. So it's almost like the Godfather mentality, I think, not God mm-hmm. the Father who is loving, but... God's going to get you because your father sinned and your grandfather sinned or your great-grandfather sinned and had a problem with, you know, alcoholism or, you know, lust or whatever the case may be. Mm. Jesus came to break the curse. And when we come to Christ, we don't have generational curses. We're free. And and that's the message that we get to give to others. Yeah, if if we grow up in a home and and— Again, there's alcoholism, there's drug use, there's sin, there's carnality. It has an effect on people, but that's why we tell them the gospel, because Jesus did break the curse. But to say that it came through the umbilical cord, that's a bunch of nonsense. And, yeah, um, in the womb, yes. In um, the womb and all of this. And, you know, was this man blind because he sinned in his mother's womb? And I don't know if that's what they're they're propagating, but the thing is, is— we are free from the curse. Jesus became a curse for us that we might be free and we be forgiven and we're born again and we have a new heart and we can move forward. So the generational curses, you know, it's just a false doctrine. It gets taught in the church today by some. And then, you know, people think, well, I can't change. I can't change because I have this generational curse. And uh, and that's such to me a cruel message to give yeah, to people. It, it, Jesus, yeah, leaves yeah. no hope. 
And it leaves no hope. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's a, a, a gospel that they kind of devised themselves, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and came up with, uh, to, you know. So well, anyway, the, the, I appreciate the other. The other thing, too, Chris, that you mentioned is like, you know, the the curse of lust, the curse of this and that. There are those who focused on Christians being demon-possessed. And I remember mm-hmm. when I first got into ministry, a guy came in and said, hey, we're having a demon-casting-out service, you know, Christians. And he had a whole list of demons, the demons of lust, the demon of gluttony, the demon of this. And he even had a description of what that demon does when you cast it out, the screaming, the demon of lust screams, the demon of you know gluttony throws up. You know, it's just, he made it wow. all up. It was not according <laughs> to scripture. Christians cannot be demon possessed. Yes, the enemy comes against us. He wars against us. He will you know throw the fiery darts at us. Uh, he will try to oppress us. He's a deceiver, but he cannot possess a Christian that has the Holy Spirit in them. So we want to keep everything according to Scripture. And generational curses, man, Jesus broke the curse for us, and we we can now walk with him because we're free from all of that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You, you just cleared up. You know, like I can take all that garbage and just cast it out, like you said, just water it up. and yep. just <laughs> Throw it in the trash. <laughs> okay. Well, thank belongs. you so much, and you have Thanks a blessed evening. Thanks for calling, evening. Chris. You too. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, we're free in Christ, folks. We're free in Christ. Always remember that. To move forward in Him. Let's go to John and Centennial. John? Hello. Hi. How How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. You're on Calvary Live. Great. Uh, my question is in regard to the Holy Spirit and when it was given, because I've heard people say it was given at Pentecost, but then I've read... In John chapter 20, verse 22, and before Jesus ascended, he was with his disciples, and he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Right. So it seems to me that that is when it was given, and I wonder if you could clear that up. Yeah, and you, you are. It's good that you're making those observations. You know, Jesus in that upper room before he went to the cross, he said, that it's, you know, I need to leave, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the Comforter, the Helper, speaking of the Holy Spirit. And and after his resurrection, it says that he breathed on them there in John's, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Then you move on to the book of Acts, and in the book of Acts, they're told that, um, that you are to, uh, you know, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, for John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then, of course, on the day of Pentecost, that we see that the Holy Spirit fell upon the disciples. Um, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So what we see in John's Gospel is he breathed on them to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was in them, but then he says you're to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Epi, it's a different Greek word, to come upon you, and that's what they call the coming upon of the Holy Spirit empowered, to empower you to be my witness. Some people call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit. So every Christian has the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with everyone in the world, 
to convict them of sin is what he said in John chapter 16, I believe, um, this, to convict them of sin because they do not believe of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more of judgment because the rule ruler of this uh, uh, world is judged. So Holy Spirit is convicting people their need for Jesus Christ. Uh, we can't come to Christ without the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Then as believers, the Holy Spirit is in us and dwells in our hearts. And, and Paul writes about that, the mystery that Christ dwells in your heart. Um, and then the Holy Spirit coming upon us to empower us. And and Jesus said that you, you know, if you pray for the Holy Spirit, how much your good father, if you, you know, ask for bread, will your father give you bread, not give you a stone? How much more your heavenly father who is good will give you the Holy Spirit for those who ask? So just simply asking, Lord, I need to fill in the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just fill me to empower me to be your witness. But every believer has the Holy Spirit in them, and then the Holy Spirit coming upon the baptism, the filling of the Holy Spirit, um, is what I see in Scripture. I don't see I don't see where the distinction lies, though. I don't see why how you can draw a line between, say, for well, example, when you when you become yeah. a believer, then the Holy Spirit lives in you. And then you right. say that there's different terminology of upon or filled. How do you make uh-huh. the distinction between the two? Well, that's just what I see in the Scripture. There are those who say, well, are you saying that the Holy Spirit in me, that I don't have the Holy Spirit, I don't have the power of the Holy Spirit? I'm not going to argue with them. I'm just telling you what I see, that the Holy Spirit was in them, and then there was the coming upon of the Holy Spirit that, you know, was the filling of the baptism of the Holy Spirit to empower them. Um, and so but, that's but what the, the prophecy says. that you mentioned of uh, to what Jesus said of the Holy Spirit being with you and shall be in you seems to be mm-hmm. the sort of the reverse of the way you're describing it, which is that when you are a believer, the Holy Spirit is in well, you. But then no, there's not. It it's not a reverse. Yeah, the Holy Spirit what, is with everyone to convict them of sin. It doesn't mean that well, the Holy I'm Spirit is in believers. them. I'm talking about when you yeah. become a believer. Then you know, for example, it says in Ephesians that you're sealed right. by the Holy Spirit. Um, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. Yeah, and right. and the Holy Spirit is in you. And then Acts, what we see here, because people ask about that, what's the baptism? And right. that's the scriptural reference that I give them is. He said, as he breathed in them the Holy Spirit, but then he said, wait in Jerusalem for the coming upon the epi of the Holy Spirit to empower you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. So that's so what, what I is, see in what Scripture. what is the Greek root? It's epi? Epi, upon uh, epi. Yeah. Epi. Because yeah. uh, I think that there's a couple of different roots of the name of the Holy Spirit, like paraclete. Uh, that like, come alongside. Then, Para means alongside. And yeah. then uh, there's a pneuma, which is mostly yeah. used, right? Yeah. Um, so I, take a look at that, John, you know, and study it. And some people don't agree on everything, but you can kind of come to, you know, your own conclusion. But you're asking good questions and keep looking at the scriptures. So thanks, John. Appreciate it. I'm going to move on you. to some other callers that are on. So okay, good questions. You. Yeah, and you know, keep studying the scriptures on that, and and uh, that's what I see in the scripture: the the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and then the coming upon of the Holy Spirit. 
Let's go to Ruth and Parker. Ruth? Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. My daughter called me today. Um, her husband works at Costco in um, California. And he is, he, he, she asked us to pray for a couple that he works with a husband. Their name are Crystal and, um, oh, my goodness, I forgot his name. Lord knows. Okay. Lord knows. Lord knows. But the ba- their baby, they took their baby to the hospital last night. He was about nine or ten months. And this morning he had a fever of 107, and as of this morning at 10, they had to pull him off life support. So they just mm. lost their baby. They do not know the Lord. Mm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I and we are going to pray for them. And this is uh, your daughter's husband that works with the dad? Yes. And then my, she asked that we pray for her husband, Eric, because he's a new baby Christian. And um, he wants to talk to him about the Lord, but he's kind yeah. of unsure. Yeah. And we're just going to pray for guidance. And Lord, as Ruth brings this tragedy before us, this couple that um, has lost um, a baby. I, I don't think there's hardly any deeper loss than that, the loss of a child. Um, and losses are hard, uh, friends, spouses, but a child is most difficult. So we pray that somehow you would minister to this couple. Do you give Ruth, you know, daughter and husband opportunity to minister, give them the right words? You bring Christians to them that, Lord, somehow, somehow you touch their hearts. And in this long journey of grieving they're going to go through, that, you, Lord, that you would just bring the comfort they need and, Lord, the strength that they need during this time. And, Lord, I just pray that you be put the right people to help minister to them just to be alongside. And we share one another burdens. We, we weep with those who weep. And so, Lord, just... Uh, we just lift this couple up to you, um, that somehow they be drawn to you in this time of tragedy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sorry, Ruth. Thank you. Tell, 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 tell your kids that I'm so sorry, and we'll be praying, okay? Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Got some time in the show. It's so hard loss and the loss of a child. I'm so sorry to hear that, and especially close to Christmas. Any time is very difficult, but um, be praying. Let's go to Patricia in Denver. Patricia? Hello. Welcome. You're on the program. Oh, thank you. Um, I just want to request for my health and for prayer, for for deliverance, and um, and I, I... it's because I've been having a lot of issues and even scared, showing scared that, you know, anxiety, thinking that I'm not going to wake up the next day. You know, I've been, I'm a great believer. I am. But sometimes when it comes to this stuff, you know, your health issues yeah. and a lot of things been happening in my life. So, um, yeah. you get to that point that you, sometimes you want to give up discourage. And I yeah. believe that I, I gotta continue looking forward and and keep on going because God is, has the last say. And I'm a, I'm in the medical field and I've seen a lot of stuff of that 
COVID stuff and, and everything and, and all this thing that's coming around again, you know, it's just a little bit worry that I have. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, I want to thank you for what you do. I'm very grateful and have been more and more for those in the medical field, you know, on the front lines of all of this and how long um, that you guys have been treating COVID. But, you know, it's not just COVID, it's other things as well. And wow. um, I just appreciate your guys' work and and uh, taking care of the sick. And, you know, when we have sickness, it can bring anxiety to us. But I want to remind you, uh, Patricia, that God holds every breath we take in his hands. And that's what the book of Daniel says. And he holds every breath you take in his hands. And that Paul would write in a time when, you know, he was going through uncertainty, that he said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And as we pray for you, I'm just going to pray that that as we come with thanksgiving and as we just lift this request that the peace of God will begin to really guard your heart, that you'll be able to sleep in peace, that you, you just, you know, we can trust God. And I think that's what you're saying. Lord, I trust you, but but Lord, um, I need to rest in you. And that can be the hard part for me, Patricia. Yeah. I, I trust the Lord, but I need to rest in you. Just rest that you're working in my life and you see me and you love me and that you care for me and I can trust you with every breath that I take. So, Father, I pray that for Patricia. I just pray that you would help her with her health issues. We can come and give our requests. And we thank you for your love and your salvation. And, Lord, I just pray for her that you bring healing, you bring strength, that you would help her. She's in a very difficult field right now that is seeing a lot of suffering and even death from COVID and other things. And I thank you for her work. And I just pray that you keep her strong, that, Lord, that she would rest in you, and, Lord, that you would just make her strong physically and emotionally and spiritually, that, Lord, that you would guard her heart and mind in Christ Jesus, giving her a peace that passes understanding. And, and it's so grateful. We're thankful for that, Lord, that you give us that, because sometimes we just don't understand, and you want to give us a peace that passes understanding. So I thank you for that. I pray for my sister that you would bless her. She would sleep well tonight. She would just, um, Lord, look to you, rejoice in you, give thanks to you. And Lord, I just thank you for her call. And I just pray that you would minister to her heart, to her mind, to her spirit, to her body. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless thank you. you. Thank you. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Have a blessed As we're getting, night. You bet. You too. As we get to the end of the show... You know, um, so many prayer requests and stuff. I want to remind you once again that that text line, 720-336-0897, is the 24-7 prayer line that you can call in and you can ask for prayer. And I know a number of prayers have come in uh, during the show here and some questions, and and we can't always get to them, but uh, these prayer requests, that there will be people that will be praying and will be helping you. And um, I just want to pray for Tony and his family. Uh, real quick before we go off the air, he's in ICU. Lord, we pray for Tony. We 
We pray for, Lord, you know the circumstances, who sent this prayer request, who his family is. We just pray that you would minister to him, that you would bring healing to him. Lord, that um, you just be with him during this time and the medical staff that is so wonderfully trained that you give them wisdom in ministering to him. Touch him. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So as we get close to the end of the show, I want to thank you. Remember that Christmas Eve services are coming up in about two and a half weeks, so be praying about who you might invite to Christmas Eve service. And um, many churches are having multiple services throughout the day, Christmas Eve and in the evening. Invite somebody, you know, tell them of the hope that we have in the coming of Jesus. You know, just um, this is a wonderful time for us to serve others and to give to others as well during the Christmas season to reach out to those who perhaps are just really hurting, Um, those who are going through tremendous difficulty and challenges or losses, uh, to be available, to say, Lord, just if there's any way that I can minister, help me to do that. Maybe a card, maybe just a word of encouragement, uh, maybe bringing over some, you know, food, Christmas cookies, whatever the case may be, that um, you would just uh, be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And then as we head into a new year, looking for the Lord to guide you and direct you in every way. I want to remind you that we also not only having Christmas Eve services here, but I got a prophecy update I'm doing on Friday, December 31st. The Nation's Rage is the, the and message of the title. So you can join us at CalvaryChapelGreeley.org. God bless you, everyone. Calvary Chapel will be back tomorrow at the same time. Hope you tune in. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.